We take an in-depth look at the signings LA Kings GM Rob Blake has made on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. On today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, we look at the major signings since the Kings hired Rob Blake as their general manager. We also talk about the anniversary of Wayne Gretzky joining the LA Kings and give you an update on Kings prospects playing in the World Junior Championships. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a lifelong L.A. Kings fan. As we mentioned on Monday's show, GM Rob Blake was promoted to Kings General Manager from Assistant GM on April the 10th of 2017, taking over for Dean Lombardi. We talked on Monday about the major trades that Blake has made in his time as Kings General Manager, and today we're going to take a look at his major signings. Uh, The first one to talk about happened on June the 30th of 2018, when Rob Blake Signed defenseman Drew Doughty to an eight-year, $88 million contract extension. Doughty had won the Norris Trophy as the league's top defenseman about two years to the day that he signed that eight-year deal two years uh, prior. Uh, The 32-year-old will make $11 million per season for five more seasons as that contract currently stands. He's currently the second highest-paid defenseman in the NHL, buying the San Jose Sharks' Eric Carlson. Uh, Drew Doughty obviously is an extremely important member of the LA Kings in so many different ways on and off the ice. Um, the things he brings to the LA Kings, uh, I mean, he eats up minutes. He can play in all situations. Uh, there's no doubt, uh, at, at some point he'll have his number eight hanging in the rafters, uh, at crypto.com arena. He's an all time great King and, uh, probably an NHL hall of famer as well. Uh, that being said, I think he does get a lot of backlash, it seems, because people th- say that he is overpaid. And making $11 million per per season, uh, again, puts him in very elite company. And Eric Carlson is another guy uh, that you could certainly make a case is overpaid as well. Uh, are there better, younger defensemen out there that make less money than Drew Doughty? Sure. Uh, Kale McCarr, Miro Heiskanen, Adam Fox, Roman Yossi. Um, and, and I guess if you were really judging based on his performance and where other payers, uh, other players or the defensemen are being paid in the NHL, you could certainly make the case that Drew Doughty is in fact overpaid. Um, that maybe based on his level of play at this point in his career, he maybe should be making, I don't know, six, seven million dollars a year. But that being said, um, it's hard to look at this signing, uh, in any kind of a negative way. Yes, the reality is that Drew Doughty is probably being a bit overpaid for what he gives you on the ice as far as just pure numbers and what other players are making, but he still is an invaluable member of the LA Kings. Certainly his loss was very much felt last year when he was out of the lineup. As I said, he eats up minutes even at his age of 32, uh, plays in all situations, has great hockey sense, is a very smart player. Uh, is one of the leaders on the team and is just a guy that, I mean, it's hard to say anything bad about Drew Doughty on or off the ice. So 
Uh, that contract, eight years, $88 million back in 2018 for Drew Doughty. Uh, again, are, are there legitimate criticisms that Drew Doughty is overpaid? Sure, you can make that criticism. But I think for what Drew Doughty has brought the LA Kings, uh, you certainly can't look back on that signing and, and really criticize Rob Blake in any way. Again, Drew Doughty has been the backbone of the team's defense and still has many good years uh, in him uh, going forward. On July 1st of 2018, uh, Rob Blake signed forward Ilya Kovalchuk to a three-year, $18.75 million contract. He would play two years in L.A., a total of 81 games. He finished with 19 goals and 24 assists for 43 points. He ended up being traded to Montreal, who then traded him to Washington. And then Kovalchuk was out of the NHL by the 2019-20 season. Uh, When the Kings signed him, he was uh, coming off a, a season where he had only played 37 games for New Jersey, had 11 goals and 31 points. But in each of his two seasons before that, he had scored over 30 points per season. And again, that was in the NHL. Uh, it should be pointed out that he had spent the last five seasons before joining the Kings playing in the KHL uh, in St. Petersburg. And he put up some decent numbers in the KHL, scored 30 goals a couple of times. But it is interesting that there were there were a lot of rumors back in the day, about Ilya Kovalchuk always coming to the LA Kings. That, that that rumor seemed to always be out there. And this was a guy at one time in his career scored f- over 50 goals a couple of times, scored over 40 goals a couple of times. But those were uh, those were many years uh, uh, late, uh, before uh, he would end up in Los Angeles. And he was, he was basically a shell of himself uh, at that point. His NHL career, as I mentioned, would not last much longer. As a matter of fact, his entire hockey playing career wouldn't last much longer after that he did end up playing i think one more season uh, over in the khl in russia but uh yeah Ilya kovalchuk was a guy like i said it always seemed like there was uh anytime there was talk of him being moved the la kings were always in the conversation uh maybe somewhat similar to all the rumors that we hear about jacob chikorin eventually coming to the la kings it was always just kind of out there with Ilya kovalchuk and eventually he did in fact come to the la kings after many years in russia but as i said was uh was really a shell of himself. The Kings, you know, rolling the dice a little bit that he still had something left. Um, you know, it's hard to judge. The KHL is a good league, but it's obviously not the NHL. Um, and and Kovalchuk was older at that point as well. So that was a deal that certainly didn't work out for the LA Kings, Rob Blake or Ilya Kovalchuk. The next signing is not of a player, but of a head coach. And that was in April 16th of 2019 when Rob Blake decided that Todd McClellan would be the next head coach of the LA Kings. He agreed on a five-year, $25 million contract. Now, I don't recall what other coaches were available at that time, but Rob Blake had a relationship with Todd McClellan, having played under him uh, in San Jose. Uh, McClellan, very successful with the Sharks. He took him to the Western Conference Finals twice, once in 2010, once in 2011. He won at least 50 games three times with the Sharks, uh, three different Pacific Division titles in seven seasons. Uh, He was less successful in his uh, next stop in Edmonton, four seasons there. They made the playoffs just once, but now three seasons with the LA Kings. Uh, He has gotten them into the playoffs uh, for the first time in four years this past season. We're going to talk a little bit more about Todd McClellan later on in the week, but uh, again, uh, hard to criticize the hire. Todd McClellan, I think a very solid head coach. Again, I don't recall exactly what the choices were or what other moves Rob Blake could have made at the time, but but as I said, he knew Todd McClellan. He knew exactly what he was going to get in hiring Todd McClellan because he played under him in San Jose. When you look at Todd McClellan's time 
with the San Jose Sharks, uh, it's hard to find a lot wrong with that resume. Again, it didn't work out in Edmonton. Uh, that did not go as well as both the Oilers or McClellan would have liked. But I thought uh, it was a very solid hire by Rob Blake. I think the Kings um, have improved each season with Todd McClellan as the head coach. He's a guy who works well with either veteran or young players. He has a very structured system uh, that he demands his players uh, obviously uh, adhere to. Um, and and uh, he's got the team moving in the right direction, I think, at this point, year three of that five-year signing for head coach Todd McClellan. I think it's hard to find too much wrong uh, with that uh, with that deal. So again, not a player signing, but I think it still should be included on Rob Blake's resume of of signings that he has made to help improve the LA Kings. A couple other signings to mention briefly, September 11th, 2020, uh, the Kings signed defenseman Sean Walker to a four-year, $10.6 million extension, 2.65 per year. And then on March 21st of 2021, the Kings signed defenseman Matt Roy, three years, uh, $9.45 million. Uh, that's $3.15 million per year. Uh, good term, um, uh, short deals for both these guys. Um, very solid uh, defenseman for the LA Kings. Sean Walker has had some injury issues, which which hasn't helped, but I thought both those signings were uh, very fair uh, for good term and two defensemen that are very important for the LA Kings uh, now and uh, hopefully in the near future. April 12th of 2021, uh, the, the Kings signed forward Alex, Alex Iafalo to a four-year $16 million contract extension. Uh, now, in the first two seasons of Iafalo's career, he made just under a million dollars per season. And in those first two seasons, he averaged 12 goals and 29 points. Um, after those first two years were up, he got a raise from around a million dollars to about two and a half million dollars for the next two seasons. Uh, his first season under that contract, he had 17 goals and 43 points. Second season, which was a COVID shortened season, he was on pace over an 82 game schedule for 19 goals and 44 points. So uh, seeing progress as Alex Iafalo would uh, get older um, with more experience. So the numbers are trending in the right direction. Uh, but then they went uh, and signed him to that four-year, $16 million deal. Uh, so he goes from about two and, a half, or two and a half million per season to four million per season. And the Kings were hoping that the numbers that we saw the first two years and then the next two years, how they increased that Alex Alfalo, uh, Alex Alfalo was trending in the right direction. Um, but... Um, he would only uh, go maybe that he would score 20 goals going forward, right? He went from, from 12 to 17 to projected to be 19 if they played a full season. And so they're thinking, all right, he's trending in the right direction. His point totals are going up about, you know, about they're going up a little bit. So hopefully, you know, maybe he'll score 20 goals, maybe get close to 50 points and playing on the top line with the Kings should help his numbers. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen last season for Alex Iafalo, 17 goals, 37 points in 79 games, again, playing on the top line. Um, so Alex Iafalo now uh, projected probably to be playing on the third line for the LA Kings. So uh, you kind of understand why that um, four-year $16 million extension was was offered because they were projecting that Alex Iafalo would continue to trend upward. That didn't happen last year. Um, it's hard to believe that his numbers are going to go up if he is playing on the third line for the coming season, and, and that's probably where he's slotted to be uh, in the next few seasons as he plays out this contract. So um, that that deal has not really worked out for the Kings uh, so far at this point. 
We'll see if he turns it around. But again, um, you know, if his numbers don't go up playing on the top line for a full season a year ago, hard to believe his numbers are going to go up uh, playing on the third line and less minutes going forward. Um, but he should be a very good third line winger. But I don't think the Kings, uh, if they had to do it all over again, uh, are all that happy with paying uh, Alex Iavalo $4 million per season. And that has um, had his name floated out there in trade talks uh, as well. On July 28th of 2021, the Kings signed for forward Philip Deneau, six years, $33 million, $5.5 million per season. Uh, and his first season in LA was a smash hit. 27 goals, a new career high, 51 points last season. Certainly could be argued by many and has been that uh, Philip Deneau was the MVP of the LA Kings a season ago. I certainly don't have an official vote on that, but if you had me vote, I would have voted him as the Kings MVP from a season ago. Uh, just slotted in behind Andre Kopitar as the second line center so well. Does so many things uh, to help this team and having a, a solid number two center is such a luxury uh, for teams. Uh, he's good in the faceoff circle, plays very responsible defensive game, and then adding the 27 goals, which is something that a lot of people didn't think he, he was going to do, but uh, getting an expanded role coming over from Montreal, um, allowing his offensive game to kind of flourish a little bit. Uh, and Philip Deneau is, uh, has been a great signing uh, so far for the LA Kings. July 24th, 2021, the Kings signed Trevor Moore, two years, $3.75 million, $1.875 million per season, uh, 81 games last season, a career-high 17 goals and 48 points. Uh, another season um, like this, uh, and he would be very deserving of a raise. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this season, uh, but he's playing at a very uh, cost-effective uh, term right now, and Trevor Moore, a great production uh, from a second-line winger, and hopefully will just get better uh, the more experience that he gets playing at this level because that was really last season was really his first full season um, of getting to play uh, 80 games or so. Uh, at the NHL level, and he certainly took advantage of that. September 22nd of 2021, the Kings signed goaltender Cal Peterson to a three-year, $15 million extension. Now, he started out with the Kings on a two-year deal worth uh, making just under a million dollars per season. Um, year one of that two-year deal he spent in the AHL. The next year, he played in 11 games with the Kings, five 4-1 uh, record, 2.61 goals against average, and a 9.24 save percentage. They then signed him to a three-year deal, making just under $9 million per season. Uh, in the first year of that deal, he played eight games, was five and three, 2.64 goals against average, 9.22 save percentage. Then 35 games the next year, where he went 9.18 and five, 2.89 goals against average, and a 9.11 save percentage. They then signed him to a three year, $15 million deal, which kicked in after the 2021 22 season. Uh, and this one is a head scratcher to me. Um, I understand the Kings are projecting what Cal Peterson was going to turn into, but just looking at his numbers, and again, he wasn't the full-time goalie, but just looking at his numbers um, at the NHL level, his goals against average uh, went up every year to that point before they signed him to the extension, and his save percentage went down every year going to that point. So I'm not sure what he showed them as far as his numbers go that made them believe that he could be um, a, a number one goalie in waiting for Jonathan Quick. So uh, to me, this was an overpayment. Now, it's just a three-year deal. It does start this year. But uh, again, making $5 million per season for your backup goalie um, isn't great. Um, again, maybe he turns into the number one goalie this year. And if he does, then we would reevaluate this contract. But as it stands at the moment, 
Um, this, this isn't a great contract in my opinion. Um, he also has a partial no trade clause. Uh, if you were thinking about maybe trading Cal Peterson, he's got a list of 10 teams that he can't be traded to. Uh, and then in 37 games this past year, uh, the record wasn't bad 2014 and two, but again, the goals against average goes up again, uh, at 2.98 and the save percentage, uh, goes down again, this time under 900 at 895. So, uh, we've talked about it before, but Cal Peterson, I think has a lot to prove, to prove the, uh, the commitment and the investment that the Kings have made in him. Again, three more years at $5 million per year going forward starting this year. Um, the Cal Peterson trade, or excuse me, the signing for Cal Peterson has not worked out so far, in my opinion. A couple other signings to touch on. Uh, Kevin Fiala, 26 years old, signs a seven-year, $55.125 million extension with the LA Kings after being traded from the Minnesota Wild, making $7.87 million per season. Uh, that signing was on June 28th of 2022. 33 goals, 52 assists for 85 points last season for Kevin Fiala. Um, it is a, a, a long-term and, a, and a, certainly a, a, a substantial commitment made to Kevin Fiala. But he again, he's just 26 years old, uh, entering his prime. Uh, it looks like uh, his best years are ahead of him. So I think a solid signing by Rob Blake. And then Adrian Kempe also on July 8th of 2022. Just turned 26 years old. He gets a four-year, $22 million extension, $5.5 million per season. Uh, so Adrian Kempe getting uh, a, a commitment to him after having a career year and another solid signing for the LA Kings. So when you put it all together, really, the, you know, the Alex Ayafalo signing a little bit questionable, although I understand they thought he was trending in the right direction, uh, but it didn't turn out, at least from last season's numbers, that that signing uh, is looking great at this point, but we'll see where it goes from here. And then also the Cal Peterson signing. Uh, a big year for Cal to prove that he's worthy of that commitment. I think so far... Uh, he hasn't proved that, making $5 million per season. Um, but it is a big year for Kyle Peterson to see if he can live up to that signing. Uh, as far as the overall results for Rob Blake, I think pretty solid, just like we talked about with the trades that he's pulled off in his time as general manager. Again, as I said on Monday, I- I'm probably a teacher who doesn't give out many A's, certainly not many F's either if you're just giving an effort. But I think, again, Rob Blake would get a solid B, maybe even B+, plus, uh, with his signings that he's made in his time with the LA Kings, at least the major signings that we talked about. So I think overall, uh, the grade for Rob Blake so far, uh, again, a, a solid B to B plus for Rob Blake in his time as Kings general manager. If you agree or disagree, love to get your feedback. The email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com. E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Hey, I want to tell you about a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because when you get to be over 50, I'm 52, you need a little more energy sometimes. And with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food stores, superfoods, probiotics, and antigens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, refocus, aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, cheaper than your morning coffee or your after-work brew. And if you're investing in your health, isn't that worth it? Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's even recommended by professional athletes. Now is the time to reclaim your health and Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
I did want to mention uh, that it is August 9th of 2022, and on this day, 34 years ago, Wayne Gretzky was traded to the LA Kings. That was in 1988. I was a senior in high school at the time, and I was not an LA Kings fan at that point. I wasn't even a hockey fan at that point, but I do remember this trade going down. If you were a sports fan of any kind, especially if you're a hockey fan or a Kings fan, this is a day that you will kind of never forget kind of where you were when you heard the news. Uh, But Wayne Gretzky, just briefly wanted to touch on this. Wayne Gretzky is a huge reason why I became an LA Kings fan and why I became a hockey fan. Um, Because like I said, when that deal happened, it kind of shook the sports world. How could the greatest player in a sport be traded in in pretty much his prime? Uh, Now he was a few years removed from some of those incredible seasons he had where he had over 200 points in a season. But still, Wayne Gretzky uh, was was still considered the, the top player in the NHL. And for him to be traded just seemed unfathomable. Uh, but it was such a great signing, obviously, for the LA Kings for a number of reasons. Again, because of the splash that it made, especially in a market like Los Angeles where star power is pretty much everything, it kind of legitimized the LA Kings at that point. And although Wayne Gretzky wouldn't win a Stanley Cup with the Kings, he did help guide them to the Stanley Cup finals. I still remember the first year I started following the Kings and I got so invested in them after watching the playoff run where they went to the Stanley Cup final. I remember still clearly Wayne Gretzky's hat trick at Maple Leaf Gardens in game seven against the Maple Leafs. Uh, It was such a huge moment for the Los Angeles Kings franchise to, again, legitimize them and to put them on the board and to make them a hot ticket in a place like Los Angeles, which obviously the entertainment dollar is uh, in high demand. There's a lot of of options and choices and uh, just a huge uh, anniversary for the L.A. Kings to get Wayne Gretzky, kind of put them on the map, so to speak, and then uh, really grow the fan base here in Southern California. And a lot of people credit Wayne Gretzky for the growth of uh, of hockey on the West Coast. For the, they say he's the reason why there's an Anaheim Ducks and Arizona Coyotes, and that spawned the way for the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. So it was definitely a huge moment in the NHL and, and in one of the greatest moments in Kings history, uh, maybe the greatest moment in Kings history. Certainly it's hard to say the two Stanley Cup titles aren't, aren't, uh, aren't bigger just because of what those meant to the, to the organizations as well. But uh, again, yes, 34 years ago, Wayne Gretzky became an L.A. King on this day. There's a couple of uh, great documentaries. If you're, if you're younger and you don't really remember much about this, but you'd like to know more, I know that ESPN did a 30 for 30 called King's Ransom. And there's also another documentary called A Day That Changed the Game. You can find that on YouTube and check it out if you would like. I play beer league hockey twice a week, uh, and uh, sometimes I don't want to eat a meal before I go out and play, but I do need a little extra something to give me a boost, and that's when I reach for a Built Bar, specifically the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff Built Bar. It is real cookie dough crunch covered in 100% real chocolate, and that can't be good for you, right? No, actually, you're wrong. Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Why not eat something that tastes good and is good for you? Go to Built.com and snag a box for yourself. Whether you need a snack for your workout or a late-night treat or just want to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar that tastes better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15. A uh, World Junior Championship update. Today was day one of the tournament, and uh, we're watching Finland because they've got a couple of LA Kings prospects on their roster, and they rolled to a 5-1 win over Latvia on day one of the competition. Kings prospect 
Kasper Samantavl, third-round pick in 2020, had a secondary assist on the fourth goal of the game for Finland. That was his only point of the game. Teammate and fellow forward Samuel Hellenius, a second-round pick of the Kings in 2021, was held off the score sheet. Uh, coming up on uh, Wednesday, the Kings prospect Helga Granz, defenseman, second-round pick in 2020, will be patrolling the blue line for Team Sweden as they face Latvia. That's at 10 a.m., Pacific time, it's on the NHL Network. You can also watch it streaming on FUBU TV and Sling TV as well. To keep up to date on this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnLAKings. If you'd like to send me an email, I mentioned it earlier, I'll mention it again. Any comments or thoughts on anything we've been talking about, uh, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Uh, also, the Twitter account is at LockedOnLAKings. If you want to follow us there, you get updated when the latest episodes come out and uh, all kinds of other stuff that we uh, we get out there for you. Some poll questions from time to time. Hey, I want to thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Thanks for listening and watching. Locked on LA Kings, I'm Eddie Garcia, always reminding you, go Kings go.